Or galore. Sorry. Well, this is the election day special. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. In celebration of <laughs> of our glorious democratic process. The gold-plated turd in Adventure Time form, voiced by Andy Daly. Here we go. Adventure Guys. Adventure Guys. Now it's time for Adventure Guys. All right, welcome to Adventure Guys, the election day special. Should I redo a patriotic marching band version of the theme song? I thought about that, but I wasn't going to ask you to do it. But since you already... Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> you've got, you've hey. got the skills. You and Sean both, marching band professionals. Yeah, yeah I don't have the uh, required instrumentation exactly at my disposal right now. Hey, I have a military drum in the garage. Hey, he jumped in, but let's. Uh, uh, this is Nick the Human. I'm Eric the Human. And we have today the triumphant return of Sean the Human. What's up? Sean Harvey. Hey. Hey. Oh. oh. <laughs> Welcome back, What's Sean. What's up? Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, I mean, so Sean, you've been on two of our Hallmark episodes. Oh, yeah. Thank Some you. of our most popular episodes, even. So you coming back for this Election Day special is great. And I do want to just say, you know, I've been talking a little bit about your journey, about your about the binge, how it was controlled. And then yeah. Sean finally went rage binge to finish it off. Yeah, I went full rage binge, for and, sure. But since, so since you were here, you have now watched the whole show in between appearances. Yeah, I I very specifically at some point was like, you know, I don't want to come back on the pod until it's done. I don't want to come back <laughs> until I've watched all of it. Um, so I watched all of it, and then I watched the BMO special too. So how long did it take you to get through the whole show, Nick? Do you do you have any concept of that? Two weeks. I think it was Three? like a month. Oh yeah, maybe a month. I think it was okay. So so let me explain it. So I think like seasons one through five took like. Three weeks, something like that. Seasons one through five took something like and three then weeks. You burned through the latter half of it. Yeah, right? and then yeah. I just cruised. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was cruising. Yeah. I, there was a time too where I was like, "Dude, I want in. Like, I'm gonna be in on this." But like, he was on a goddamn mission where I'd be like, "Oh, I gotta work for a couple more hours," and he would just be like tearing through a seven part app in the later seasons, and I'd come in for the last. Oh, those seven parters are awesome. Seven eight part. Huge yeah. story arcs with like lots of ramifications. Um, and this is even this episode we're going to talk about today is sort of in the middle of a little arc. It's not like a you know a multi-parter, but this is where the seasons and the it, it's really starting to run. It is when I when I watched this episode, I remembered the whole comet storyline mm -hmm. arc, and I remember the first time I watched through the show, I I thought it was like of a weird arc and i think it gets a little bit of shit online for being one of the not not as well reviewed mini arcs in the show mm -hmm. uh it it doesn't really tie into the main storyline in ways you think it's going to and i 
upon this rewatch, I had zero context for where we were in that arc. I was, yeah. I was a little bit confused well, it, in the timeline. It, it comes together right after this, which is when they're in space and Finn's dad's there and Finn has to make the choice on becoming everything, right? Isn't that happened in a couple episodes? Yeah, I think it's the very next episode. The very episode. next episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the whole Comet arc, it brings in Finn's dad to the equation, and the resolution of Finn's dad's line is so lame. Well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. So at this point, hasn't Finn and Jake, haven't they already visited Parismo? And like gone to galactic space jail and whatever. And like, haven't we already seen yeah. Finn's dad one time? Yeah. And, and then Finn always, loses his arm and everything. Right. He was this mysterious guy and he was kind of a dick, but yeah. you didn't really get the full scope of how dicky he was. Yeah. Until, <laughs> and, uh, not until the next episode, which is not the episode we're talking about today, but no, we are talking. <laughs> no. Yeah. He, he's pretty D bag in the next episode for sure. Um, yeah. And you know, like like life can come at you. Finn and Jake in this episode are unsuspecting that in just a few hours' time they are going to be floating through space, yeah, <laughs> unattached yeah. to anything, basically sentenced to death. I I suppose in the middle of this this comet arc, it was a nice little respite to just focus on a kind of a silly story for an episode. Yeah, this this, yeah. this election with this you know swindler king of Ood dude. Yeah. He's a douchebag too, but a much more unassuming douchebag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's a true charlatan. This guy. He is. He's also pretty dumb. I don't know. He's he's he is the Donald Trump of Adventure Time. Yeah. I was I yeah, I, I just said off mic before we started, like, he's gold plated. <laughs> he's like he like looks kind of dirty, but like he's he's literally gold. And, you know, doesn't have much to show for it under that, you know. This episode also came out in 2015. 14. 14? Yeah, this came out. I just looked that up before we started. I was going to save that for the trivia. Oh, sorry. Miscellanea mania. In the meantime, I say we discuss the episode. Episode discussion. Come on, Eric, join us. (laughs) yeah nice all right um now we don't want to get too in the weeds on the plot this time um but so here's a quick rundown for everyone listening you got it's it opens up there's an election taking place between the princess bubblegum and the king of you to be who's going to be the next princess of the candy kingdom uh it's not really a legal election. Like this doesn't really have any precedence, but uh, the, the King of you has come in and just started campaigning and he's spewing off, off all sorts of populist nonsense, which we'll get into. Love it. He wins the election. Princess bubblegum is pissed. Her and peppermint Butler leave the candy kingdom. Um, at the same time now, a comet starts to come as we talked about before, and it's making the sky purple. People are starting to freak out. Uh, Finn and Jake go to talk to the King of Wu. He's nowhere to be found. But what they do find is the campaign manager for the King of Wu, this Mr. X, is actually Gunter, a.k.a. Orgalorg. Ah! Big reveal. And he's he's messing with PB's uh, spaceship, and he's a, he's about to get into that thing. And uh, the episode ends when you see like a huge kind of like explosion dust rattle. And it's that's the app for you. Now let's have some yeah. fun, you guys. <laughs> 
Yeah. And talk <laughs> hey. about... Hey. Well, let me... Let Here me. for a good time, you know? <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, like, with this episode, I mean, obviously, very appropriate. Kudos to you guys for picking an, an election app right now to do. Everyone, for the love of God, please go Stroke vote. Stroke a genius, yeah. Eric. Please go well, vote. At this point, I guess this episode is being released on election day, so three o'clock in the morning on election day. So you can still potentially vote if you're listening to this episode yeah. in real time. I think that it's probably like if you are hearing this and you haven't yet, I think you need to cancel all obligations in your line and, uh, in your life and go get in line and vote. Yeah. Either go vote right now or turn off the podcast and never listen Please to Please go vote. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we, we've said it a couple times, but reminder, if you don't vote, you're not allowed to listen to this podcast. It's the rule. That's hey, a good uh, rule, guys. Some good news. So we're recording this four days before election day. Yeah. And in Texas, more people have already voted yes. in early voting than in 2016 total. Yes. All, yes. All true. early absentee, like in-person voting 2016. Early Let's voting go. is now surpassed. Huge. Yeah. No, total voting is now yeah. surpassed. No, yeah, no, I know. But early voting oh, yeah. in 2020 is past total voting. In it's incredible. It is awesome. People and are very cool. The three of us are part of that statistic. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see how it turns out, but um, they're saying that voter turnout, this is not a complete stat yet, obviously, because, you know, we still have to see, like, election day voting. But as of now, as it stands, technically speaking, last time Texas was 50th in voter turnout, and currently, as of 2020, it's number one in voter turnout. That's Which, crazy. Does it just have some? Of, maybe it just has some of the best early voting. It is. It's. It's. Texas is insanely. Texans are very into early voting. A, a very, very small number of people actually vote on election day in Texas. I've only ever voted early. Yeah. In yeah. Texas, um, let me tell you, I, I have a prediction. I don't know if Texas is going to flip blue this time. We'll see, but it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. And as soon as it does. That'll be the end of the Electoral College. It's never going yes. back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the Daily was talking about because it's like once that's out of the equation, the Republicans will not have a path to victory through the Electoral College anymore. Yeah, yeah very true. So they're going to want it out. But then I wonder, do you think Democrats are going to be are going to be like, well, hold on now. Well, Democrats keep winning the popular vote anyway, so it shouldn't matter to them yeah. in theory. Yeah, we just got to get that the fuck out of here. That's another yeah, podcast. out of here. Podcast rec. Um, the the Daily Sean and I are avid listeners did a whole thing about the history of the electoral college. Did you listen to that, Eric? No, I it's a good one. It's a good. Um, it's like a podcast <laughs> that coincides with whatever the front cover story of the of the New York Times is on that day. Oh, right on. And yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I read their 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 daily briefing stuff. Yeah. we we get the paper here. Oh, um, cool. I don't always read the it's good. thing, obviously. But. I do love how it's very, like, you know, a factual... It's a good mix of, like, here is a thing that we believe everyone should know about, and we're going to try and tell it in, like, in a story, basically. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good. And, um, yeah, and they, they were talking about the Electoral College. I mean, the crazy thing, though, is, like, you got to vote... Hey, if anyone... I guess, Texas, we should talk about this, but, like, what's the county? Is it Harris County? Harris County. Where they're yeah. they're attempting to throw out a hundred thousand votes. Also in Wisconsin, they're trying to get rid of eighty thousand votes that were mailed in. Um, it's there's some shit afoot. They're scared. Yeah. The Supreme Court has allowed uh, absentee ballots to be collected late in Pennsylvania, though. That's kind of rad. 
you know a, a but it seems yeah. like in uh the candy kingdom everyone's voting person there um, yeah, it really seems like a big impersonal <laughs> uh, voter base there. Everyone, for sure. They, the, everyone just got together and they just, were out in the streets. Yeah, yeah. They were they're pretty politically active. Um, as I, especially considering it was their first election. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's really what captured their imagination that they like <laughs> had the power or seemingly thought they had. They had the power. Yeah, I mean, but as Peppermint Butler says, uh, the the candy people are very stupid. <laughs> he yes, it. very true. Point blank. I want. I want to ask about Peppermint Butler a little bit because it's in this episode and others. But he seems to be separated a bit from the other candy people. Like he's elevated. He goes on adventures himself. He's yeah. You know he he's Princess Bubblegum's butler, but it's like a cross between like Alfred to Batman Butler status yeah. and like Prime Minister status. Yeah. You know? He handles a lot more of the the government day to day stuff. I think. I also feel like he, he and and of course he handles like diplomatic relations on an interdimensional level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> know what I'm saying like he goes into like the underworld and the dead, the world of the dead, and people, you know, people can just for diplomacy just throw Peppermint Butler's name around in like the dead world. It means and, a and, lot, and it means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, but. It's funny, kind of, but Peppermint Butler was created by Princess Bubblegum, obviously, but maybe she just did a much better job. Where, whereas Lemon Grab was an early failure, Princess uh, <laughs> uh, Peppermint Butler might be a later success. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully we'll find out more of his backstory in the uh, Distant Lands special when that comes out. That could be cool. Oh, are they doing one on Peppermint Butler? Yeah. Oh, fuck whoa. Yeah. Well, because. You know, he, he kind of gets de-aged at the end of the show, and he's like a little kid again. Oh, so yeah. So he has to go back to dark magic school and learn all his occulting magic <laughs> all over again. Hell, yeah. <laughs> um, That's tight. So let's talk, though, about um, Princess Bubblegum's opponent in this election, um, and that is the King of Ooh. Now, the King of Ooh is a, the self proclaimed king of you correct right it's such a weird character name because that doesn't mean anything it's just a guy that called himself king of Ooh, and that's that's the character now i also have to give a shout out to one of my favorite character voice actors andy daly um through knowing him through like listening to comedy bang bang and like that whole thing where he has created just a huge incredible world of insane people that are dark and messed up and hilarious, but like also like almost all mentally insane. And it definitely seems like the King of Ooh like fits that similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like like his his relationship with reality is never quite lined up. Yes. It's like <laughs> Yeah. Andy Daly characters are perfect because his his appearance, he he uses this to great effect in review and Eastbound and Down as well. But his appearance and voice as a straight man is so straight. Yeah, like yeah. you could just you could just cast him as the the straightest guy of all time. But then he uses that as to his advantage because they always end up getting twisted into some sort of darkness <laughs> and despair. Yeah, it's great. The Andy Andy Daly pilot project too, where he takes a lot of the comedy Bang Bang characters he creates and makes they each get their own like podcast is pretty great what's the improv school that like amy poehler and matt besser run ucb yeah like ucb there's like a netflix ucb that was the first time i ever saw andy daly and it was like a you know it was a special and they were running through this whole impo- improv 
thing, whatever. And like Andy Daly comes up and he's like, just like him being himself. He's like, excuse me, I'm looking for some crack. Would you like to? Um, yeah, just me and my wife. We'd like to buy a couple rocks of crack. Do you? Would you guys? You know, he's like talking to like you know two other like stereotypical upper class like white people. Be like, would you guys like some crack? Oh, we would love some. It's just yeah, he he classic. He yeah, that's subverting his like very upstanding white person look. Yeah. So the king of who's a self-proclaimed king of who comes in, and this isn't you know in true Adventure Time status or fashion we go right into the election where he's giving this speech and it's this is where the donald trump uh comparisons are going to come in is like right off the top in this like incredibly like you know just totally full of shit yeah this episode was way too prescient for my liking like you know five six years ago this episode came out it was way too relevant to this election so relevant too much so the way the way he talks, right? The way he says, like, "Oh, well, Princess Bubblegum says that she isn't this and that, but she you know, says who knows? that she, she, is, she isn't. She says she, you know, we don't know that she's not a baby masquerading as a princess. We don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's this particular speech pattern that's very reminiscent of Donald Trump, where it's a lot of sentence fragments and incomplete ideas and yeah. just you know trailing off." into who knows i don't know and it what it does none of his exact words really like say anything meaningful by themselves but there's enough space that the supporters can fill in all the hateful shit that they want to yes it's not anything of substance like to just say this nonsense out on a on a campaign trail but it's the implication that people can like put their own meaning behind it yeah which is dangerous like that yeah yeah i almost i like that like we don't know whatever like now i don't know that that could be true we don't know but now now that we're saying that i will i am just remembering like it is so prevalent it's so relevant right now but like i am now remembering all the way back to like the 2008 like Obama election and like the birther movement and whatever. I think that was the first time I ever like in remember hearing that people being like, but we don't know. We don't know that he's not from Kenya. Like I know he says he's from Hawaii. We just don't know. We don't, I don't know. We, we don't, you don't know. You haven't right. seen his. And then, then they released the evidence. Well, all right. We don't know if it's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. The celebration of ignorance. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy that it's been a uh, 12, you know, that's it's, that's twelve years ago. That was, but it's also funny, like when people try to, you know, when you turn that back on Trump, like with his tax returns, because he hasn't released them still, and it's like, well, this is the info we have, and like, I don't, it just doesn't seem to stick to him in the same way. Yeah, which is just incredibly disappointing. Well, it's because he has no morals, and um, he doesn't care about the truth, and then you know, his supporters don't care about the truth either. So yeah, it's what feels like the truth, and what he does is he takes advantage. Of the feelings of all the candy people. That's what the King of U uh, totally. is, is, is manipulating. And he's letting them, you know, he's just playing them like a fiddle. Even Jake is like, this guy's starting to make some sense to me. Um, he, he, he like pulls at the heartstrings and they're just buying it hook, line, and sinker. And Butler's like, you might want to um, campaign Princess Bubblegum. But she doesn't really think she needs to, which also kind of harkens back to 2016 a little bit. Yes, it does. I've got this. 
It's like, hey, you should maybe give more of a shit, please. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny is like we're talking about like, oh, like King of U, like pu- pulling on the heartstrings of certain people of the uh, Candy Kingdom electorate and seeing seeing uh, Starchy, you know, who like later on becomes oh, like yeah. famously this incredible conspiracy theorist figure whatever and like later on he's just like sweeping up the trash or he's like oh man i really thought that life was going to be better under the king of woo you know but now there's like, more trash to sweep up yeah exactly oh, starchy's always getting the raw deal right and he's and he's still not quite connecting all the dots no <laughs> no he never does sadly which is like a lot of people <laughs> very true um yeah i mean there's I'm just I'm like I have like some good quotes, but like I don't know. Um, Can we talk for a second about the demise? Like, not in episode, but like the demise of the King of U. Isn't he like made of wax or something like that? I don't remember. He's a true wax idol. Isn't he a wax idol? Like at some point he just melts it against like well, flames so, so or something. Well, so it becomes the. I what do he, not remember. What does he become after the King of U? The guy of U, the man of U. What is his name again? Uh, you totally don't remember. You're getting any of him. This. You're getting that. Uh, oh, you're getting that mixed up with Magic Man, who becomes oh, it becomes regular man. Regular man. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's. <laughs> oh god, Magic Man. Magic uh, Man. But then anyway, I liked one of the things I liked that I also drew a correlation was after Princess Bubblegum is out and she's fixing up um the old cabin, which is made by hand by her uncle Gumball. Um, that was some good foreshadowing because at this point we have not seen that cabin or the flashback, right? Yeah, this was the only the second mention of Uncle Gumbald in the show, and we actually covered the first mention uh, when we did the Susan Strong episode from season two. Oh, right. I was going to say about that also a really awesome foreshadow that I noticed there was she talks about Uncle Gumbald, and then it completely zooms in on her face really close and dramatic for one second as she's like, I spent a lot of time here when I was younger. Yeah. And, 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 then it, and then it zooms back out. And it's did like, you ooh, whoa, weird. Did you see behind the cabin, there's like the lake that she creates in the episode where it talks about her. The butterscotch lake? The butterscotch lake is there. That's, that's yeah. I didn't realize that. Super great foreshadowing. Yeah, it, I remember the first time I watched the show and you don't get the gumballed storyline until the, very end of, of the series run and I remember thinking like this was a little bit jarring introducing this antagonist like this but no the the seeds were planted well in advance yeah. we just have to be paying attention yeah, yeah. hey so which is why the second watch through for me was such a such a better experience oh dude I gotta no do a second watch through. wait for me this time I gotta do a second watch through I'm debating on if I want to do a watch through or if I want to keep my innocence up about it because uh, uh-huh. I think my curiosity may add something to the show. Sean, you should really watch through Steven Universe now. I should. Oh, I, I keep recommending this because I want <sighs> someone else to know this show like I know it. <laughs> I I do want to watch another show and whatever, you know. I mean, so my binging habits are always that I like. I watch something pretty controlled for like a season or two and then I go off the rails and cancel everything in life until it's done. And then I have an existential crisis over my inability to actually get any work done. And then I don't watch any TV for like three weeks and then I start <laughs> binging a new show and the cycle repeats. So I don't know if I'm there yet, but it give me a couple weeks. Watch through. It took me two weeks to, to watch uh, all six seasons in the movie. 
and I was going pretty fast. Yeah, uh, I can't um, wait. I want to watch it. Maybe watch this one together, Sean, in a controlled yeah. fashion. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I, will, <laughs> I don't know. I've I've said this to Nick. Steven Universe is the perfectly paced show. Interesting. Uh, the the arc is uh, it has all the the right ups and downs. Uh, it's the six seasons in a movie, like the gimmick from Community, and the show ends after season five. Hmm. Wrapped up conclusion. You get a movie standalone that's a little bit of a continuation, and then season six is an epilogue season, and it's just like a few years in, into the future shows you what happens. Oh, that's pretty oh, perfect. That's cool. Yeah. So it, it's the whole arc is just beautifully and expertly planned from beginning to end, and then plus a little bit more. So you get exactly the right amount, to totally satisfy every need you have with the show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh hell yeah. Highly recommended. All right, that's cool. <laughs> I know. All Damn. right, we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back to a highlight. Um, so Princess Bubblegum and and Peps. She keeps calling them Peps in the episode, which I love. Love it. And uh, they go in. She's got a lot of good lines too. Which is when she's listening to the King of Ooh, she goes, "Shh, shut up." <laughs> she's great. I love her so much. I don't her, know yeah, she. She's just incredulous at how dumb her candy people are this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she she gets a lot of flack uh, for being a fascist online is what I've been seeing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, She's you, got you see some, that, that uh, Adventure Time um, political uh, chart? I, I send that to you, right? Oh, let's make yeah. It the, um, let's make that the uh, the episode image for this episode. Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. We can do that. Um, yeah, because uh, so um, Eric, if you would probably remember, who are those guardians that are like the tinier little gumball dudes that she created at one point, and then when they were too powerful, she just exterminated all of them. Oh, rattle balls. Yeah, rattle balls. Yeah, yeah. go through this story of rattle balls for Nick for a second. Well, Very fascist story, I, I would say. I, I will definitely. I, I want to know about that. I also, I mean, the Uncle Gumball storyline, like, you know, she seemed like she she wanted to create people and give them autonomy, but then immediately Uncle Gumball and the people she created started, like, turning their back on her and being evil. So it was almost like she had, she got, came to terms with, well, I'm going to have to be a dictator. I'm going to have to be a queen, you know. Yeah. going to be a monarchy. Yeah. She makes some, some very questionable leadership decisions throughout her tenure she does but i I still love her and sean i'm not i'm not throwing down that but that's one that's that storyline's a mystery that maybe i want to save oh gotcha Uh, um but where i was going was now they're out and her and peppermint butler are in the cabin and they're fixing it up they're painting it up and uh peppermint butler's covered in paint which was funny but then you get, you know, this is one of the first times I feel like I remember seeing uh, Princess Bubblegum without her crown on. It's almost like something's missing and she's, she's relaxed. She's, oh, yeah. she's like enjoying it. And I was like, this kind of reminds me of like, number one, Obama got out of office and he was starting to just sort of enjoy life for a while. He was like <laughs> jet skiing. Yeah. Water skiing, jet skiing. And like looked really cool. And I was like, oh, she's having her Obama time where. This isn't ideal. It's not in good hands, but... Yeah, don't worry about the past war crimes. I'm just going to sit back for a bit (laughs) and look real cool. (laughs) Well, seems like Princess Bubblegum is guilty, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. 
I think where Sean was going later is when, you know, after the King of Wu has won and now Starchy is seeing that life isn't better, the um, as this comet starts nearing, there's riots. Yeah, and another parallel to today's America under Trump. Yeah, right? totally. A, a natural disaster through no fault of the King of Wu's own, right? No fault of his, like this comet's heading wipe out the kingdom who knows mm-hmm. uh and people are rioting because of it and his response is dismally you know un unfit for his his station uh and causes danger because of yeah. his ineptitude and another perfect parallel to what donald trump has been doing with the pandemic and i'll <laughs> add to that in saying that when we go and see the king of Wu witnessing everyone panicking and the violence that's happening all he's really thinking about is his place in it He's saying, right? did I cause yeah. this? It's not my fault. Why do they hate me? Oh, we have to hold Princess Bubblegum accountable. This is all her fault. And it's like, at no point is he actually even concerned about what's going on in the kingdom. He's only concerned about his place in it. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he's got uh, the his his buddy. Paul, Toronto. Vo- yeah, Toronto, voiced by Paul Shear, who's being a yes man, being like, no, this isn't your fault. You're going to be remembered as the greatest ruler of the Candy Kingdom ever. It's like your hyperbolic yeah. yes man. It's moves. your charisma that is keeping everybody safe and yeah, and happy. Yeah. It's insane. But what's even you know more scary? You know, you kind of start to see which similarly with Trump is that this is all going on. Everything's happening, but then you got like the dark guys in the background who. You know, now that they have the power, they're using their power. All this stuff that's happening out there with the people doesn't even matter to them because now they're in their back abusing the power and using it for what they really wanted, um, which is like akin to the Trump presidency where it's like, yeah, yeah, all these people who voted for us, whatever, like they're fine. Like we got to go make sure that we've secure our money or whatever. And in this case, it's um, it's the campaign manager, Mr. X, very mysterious yeah. uh, and Orgalore trying to yeah or so so in Orgel this Lord. metaphor Orgelorg represents who the corporations russia china all <laughs> um, steve, steve bannon it's like the whole yeah. it's it's all of them behind it's like it's you have the face that's donald trump but you know that there's all these people that want donald trump to win for these other reasons financial reasons and whatever yeah that are going to benefit like uncloak, them it's like uncloaking the big pharma execs that like are unwilling to like give people healthcare because it won't make them as rich. Yeah. Which is crazy today. Trump was talking about uh, coronavirus and being like, if people die of coronavirus, the doctors make more money. And like, he was almost like getting at this whole thing about the medical industry profiting off of death and illness, which is like, well, that's a thing, but now you're just twisting it because I, I don't I don't know. If if you try to like make sense of the logic sometimes too much, it just it's terrible. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. I'm sad. New, new record today. Over ninety thousand cases. New cases. It's bad. Hey, so, Good job. so and, and, Good job, Trump. and on that uh on that note, down the street from us, uh the New York Times actually wrote an article about it, but our neighbor, like not too far away has a little a little flag like one of those like construction tiny flags every one in their yard for like every texan who's died for the coronavirus so like their yard started with like five flags in it and it just said like texans lost to covid 
and then it was like 10 and then it was whatever and now they have like 18,923 flags God, in their front yard. Remember when it seemed like this being over in three weeks was like a real possibility? It's like if we all just wear masks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, are we going to like, how do we reschedule our shows in May? But we'll, like, we'll be fine for our tour in June. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. So insane. Uh, you know what? I'm feeling sad. I, I could use a pick me up. And I want to ask if either of you saw the Okay. Eric, did you see the snail? Yep. Sean, did you see the snail? Yes, sir, Bob. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> did you see the snail? No, I didn't see the snail. <laughs> God damn it. All right, which song gets played? Is it the one that I made for you, Eric, or... Was it that what I made? I the the first temp song I made was for both of us. Was for both of you. <laughs> we're we're playing my song because the other song you wrote wasn't good. <laughs> Fair. One second. One second. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess that that one's a real song. It's a good one. Um, yeah. Wait, I, mean, I can I could edit Sean's name in there to include him. Oh, yes. oh hell in, yeah! In fact, in fact, I already did. Oh, oh. listeners, hey. it sounded cool. <laughs> um, where was the snail? So when um so Finn and, Finn, yeah Finn and Jake go down into the basement, whatever, and they see Orgalorg, uh, and the spaceship, and you like see like the cockpit of the spaceship, mm-hmm. and just like. Mr. Snail is just like chilling, waving at you from inside the cockpit cockpit yeah. of the spaceship. He's while, ready to take off. He's in the driver's seat. Yeah, like while you're distracted by Orgalorg. Yeah. It's just like he's like over there, just like, what's up? Uh I like honestly it was it was pure luck that my eyes focused on that because it's a jarring scene change or perspective change. And there are two points of focus. One is Orgalorg and the other is the open hatch on the spaceship with a lot of like busy stuff in it and it snails right in the middle of the open hatch there. Ah. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, uh, when, when you watch this, Nick, are you watching on a TV screen like sitting far away? Yeah. I'm watching on my computer monitor like two feet away from the screen. <laughs> I will say, Ma- but also like we have a huge TV. Yeah, our roommate got a big TV. I, I don't, I appreciate you <laughs> giving me some reasoning. It's. I'm really just like not looking for it. I get so wrapped up in the episode. This it literally finished, and I went to Sean. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to look for the snail." <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick has also called this TV in his own words the biggest TV he's ever seen. Yeah. So it's it's it, it, it could it would be very very easy for him to see things on this TV. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I'm on like a seven week streak right now, or something like that. I'll I'll give you a little bit of a handicap. I promise for next week's episode, I will sit on the on the couch that's maybe another four feet back behind yeah. my computer monitor. All right, cool. So so maybe I don't catch the fine details. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that fucker is super small. Tiny little yeah. snail boy. I'll see you, snail. Yeah. All right. Time for some miscellaneous mania. Oh, yeah. I do want to give maybe a, a favorite quote, which uh, you, get, you get a little bit of Jake, uh, where he says, are you singing King of Ooh? And then <laughs> Finn's like, yeah. And Jake goes, oh, I've been singing Kink Off Goo. So it's time for Miscellaneous Mania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's things you may not know Eric and Nick will show you All the trivia in Miscellaneous Yeah, kink off goo, weird quote. Weird quote, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, is that a reference to anything or what, what, any other references that you found? Uh, I was made aware of something kind of cool. So King of Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, his initials K O O coup, like a coup d'etat oh, political coup. That's good. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a little clever, clever thing there. You, you see, sweet. uh, there are people wearing pins. One says PB, one says K O O. That's pretty cool. Don't yeah, I saw it. that. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Apparently, this is the first time we hear Orgalorg's voice. Yeah, it's Tom Kenny. Like nice. a lot of other characters on this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I guess it kind of makes sense as Tom Kenny. There's there's a weird connection with Orgalorg and Gunter and Ice King. Um, like the final form of Orgalorg once he gets Golb's power or whatever from the crown. I forget how it how it shakes out but he becomes the ice thing the new ice king ice thing the ice thing (laughs) or instead of eyes he has the little gems yeah and the crown just like morphs into his head (laughs) so i guess it makes sense that tom kenny voices him yeah i don't have any other trivia um thank you to andy daly for being a cartoon trump thank you Sean, what's your favorite yeah. Andy Daly uh, comedy bang bang character? Hot dog. Oh my god! August Lynn. My favorite Andy Daly comedy bang bang character is probably Hot Dog. What about who's the? Yeah, poet? it's me, Hot Dog. Who's the poor, poet laureate of the West? The poet Dalton Lord, Wilcox. Dalton Wilcox, the poet laureate of the West. He's a good one. Yeah, they're all just insane people that all have very similar things in common. Is that they just don't respect anyone around them. They're very self involved. And usually on Comedy Bang Bang, all of his characters are murderers also. But. So Hot Dog is a 1960s water skier, and <laughs> he loves the group Shanana, and his one dream in life is to be a member of Shanana. Yeah. They hold open auditions in all 50 states, and he goes around auditioning to in every state. Then um, he keeps getting rejected by the band. Yeah, it's good. At some point, he like kidnaps a member of Shanana to hold them ransom. To allow him to be a member or something like that. Yeah, that's good. I was I was just watching some show with him in it. I, I forget what it was. All right, well that was a pointless thing to say then. Um, <laughs> I was telling Sean, I gotta watch Eastbound and Down. You've seen that, right, Eric? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. I I don't remember I, if I finished it. It's been a while. Yeah, the first the first season is truly great, and then you know it's like a lot of shows when you have a character that's that you know just horrid. 
he, it's hard to watch and he just keeps going. Stephen Little is in that too. Uh, oh yeah. And that, that, that was my introduction to Steve Little. Yeah. Steve, he just gets depraved, uh, but it's <laughs> good. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I hope everybody out there, you voted. You got blood you on your hands if you didn't. Yeah, very truly. <laughs> um, let's keep the peace uh, in the next election month that we probably have ahead of us. Yeah. Right. Probably counting the results for a little while. You see and anyone? Try see any- and stay out of court. Yeah. Don't sue each other. If you see anybody going crazy, just tell them, hey, listen to some adventure guys. If you're in Texas, you know, the governor decided that he's going to put National Guard in all the city, in all of the liberal cities, so be that? careful. Uh, yes, yeah, starting on Tuesday, there's going to uh-huh. be National Guard in all of Austin, so be careful. Um, we, we famously dislike Greg Abbott on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys do? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I can get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that guy, uh, can, I, can I talk about that for a second? Go for it. That yeah. guy signed into law that you can carry guns onto college campuses on the 50th anniversary of the UT Tower shooter. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking on dick. On the day of? <laughs> the 50th anniversary. On the day of. He that did it at astounding. a gun range, too. I know. It's astounding. It's insane. It's like up there with Trump having a Juneteenth rally in, in Tulsa or whatever, yeah. you know? Anyway. And and the wacko gun nuts probably got off on that shit real hard. They, they probably loved it. They're if, like, yeah, we're going to stick it to the libs. Well, you know, if we had a gun back then, that, that guy wouldn't have been able to get away with that from the, the tower. We would have shot him out real quick. Well, you know, that bad guy up there with that gun... You know, I'm a good guy, so if I had my own little time machine, I would have gone back in time with my good guy with a gun time machine. <laughs> and good guy shot that bad guy gun guy out that tower. <laughs> oh, that's a good guy. All my all my uh Yeah, all my Texas friends. Sorry. There you go. Ugh. Very true. <laughs> oh, we gotta edit that out. Man, what? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I can't go in there. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Holy shit! Sometime ten years from now, you guys are gonna release an outtakes. That's gonna be one of them. Oh. That was tight. That was an. Ac- that was fucking tight. That was an accident. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, do we leave that in or do we cut it out? Oh, I don't know. I uh, I did not mean it the way it came. Well, off. Nick's a New Yorker, so. No, I guess oh, that, I think that comes out. I don't. Yeah, I think we want to distance ourselves from that yeah. one. <laughs> it'll, but it'll it was fucking the, awesome. Pe- I'm glad. I'm glad we all, the three of us, experienced yeah. that. Anyway, fuck, right. fuck Greg that, Abbott. That that joke will go in the 10th anniversary box set edition of Adventure yeah. Guys. <laughs> Are you just gonna beep it out? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Leave the air of mystery in. Holy shit! All right. I think on that one, I want to get out of here. Uh, yeah, let's pick an episode for next week. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the episode generator. All right, so we're not going to do a random episode. Once again, we are curating this podcast the way we see fit. Curating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next week, we'll watch a what I believe to be in the top 10 essential episodes of Adventure Time, we're going to go with season three, episode 10, What Was Missing? Oh, I'm excited. Let's do it. The, cool. The cool. 
the legendary queer love story origins of Ooh. Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. Oh yeah. Let's do hopefully, it. Hopefully hopefully we are celebrating a brand new queer progressive America. Would be cool. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden wins and then everyone's gay. That's that's the America I want to hey, live. Um, Dude, that's dear, what Trump's dear, probably telling his supporters. Dear dear Amy Coney Barrett, we have a nice episode of Adventure Time we think that y- you you should really listen to. And- <laughs> Might make you feel good. Anyway, fingers crossed for that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, th- all right, good app. Great app. Thank you. Great hey, all righty. Subscribe. Hey, follow us on Instagram. Hey, give us a buck on anchor.fm slash adventure guys support. Hey, thanks for being you. Keep your head up out there. Vote. Peace out, y'all. Not to vote.